I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Merry Christmas, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the 12 Days of Dishmas by Dish Island. I'm Tegan Higginbotham here with Paul Verhoeven. And Paul, I've got a quick question for you to start off this episode. What to you is the most important part of Christmas? Money. <laughs> Give me money. No, honestly, uh, it's probably food. I mean, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful because we're on a show that celebrates food. But our next guest, I think, may have a slightly different answer. She's a television presenter, writer, fashion icon, and social media powerhouse. Amy Lou McCarthy has built an empire on giving women and men the confidence to do and try new things. Her debut cookbook and Australia's number one selling lifestyle book, Confidence in the Kitchen, was dubbed a colourful and marvellous cookbook that promotes body positivity and an appreciation of food, while her online fashion label, Zoe Moss, brings affordable and inclusive boutique pieces to women across Australia. Welcome to Dish Island, Amy Lou McCarthy. Welcome to Dish Island. We don't need to ask if you're a fan of food and a fan of Christmas. I think that those two things are pretty bloody obvious, that you are a big foodie Christmas fan. Yes, definitely. I love everything about it. I love planning the menu, you know, six months out. I love talking about it three weeks before. I love completely changing it the (laughs) night before. (laughs) And then I love the chaotic mess that happens in the morning, even though we had six months of planning. (laughs) Brilliant. Well, this leads me into my first question. So perfect because you literally wrote the book on confidence in the kitchen. I mean, that is your whole thing. (laughs) Your whole MO is inspiring people to try new things and to push their boundaries a little bit. So my question for this Christmas, we're all still a little bit scarred, we're all a little bit stressed. Do you think we should still be going in just as hard this Christmas and really pushing out the boat? Or are you part of this movement this year that thinks that we should pull it back a bit, maybe lower expectations so we're not all emotionally scarred come Boxing Day? No, I'm all about keeping it simple. As much as you can push, you know, how you may present something or, you know, trying new things, Christmas time, I believe, is all about the simplicity, the traditional meals that you have every Christmas. Um, you know, I, I had the, the Emmy Lou's Christmas table on 10 last year Mm. and honestly all of the meals were so so simple I mean one of the desserts was you know crushing up fruit mince pies uh, with store-bought custard and mixing that through vanilla ice cream popping it in the freezer there you go you're done it's like a an Italian zapper anglaise you know it's really really simple um because you literally just you know hacking into like your store-bought items and making something really cool and Christmassy. Um, and I, I've, I'm i a firm believer of that, that, it, you know, you want something that's really big and bold in terms of feeding a crowd. Uh, so I, I love huge big communal salads and, you know, big hams and whole roast chickens. I'm not a canapé small type of girl <laughs> in any way, actually. <laughs> Metaphorically and in, in reality, yeah. <laughs> 
So what have you got planned this year? Have you got anything new that you've been kind of spinning on during the lockdown? Yes, I am actually going to be making, I, I've just worked with Australian pork and we've just made this beautiful cherry and green peppercorn glaze for the ham. And because we recipe test that and develop it and, and we've eaten two whole hams worth of that <laughs> leading up to Christmas. <laughs> You think that we're sick of it, but we're actually not. We are so down for it. So we are def- my and when I say we, my sister and I, because uh, we work together um, on our recipes. So we are definitely putting that out on the Christmas ham. It is gorgeous. It just has this beautiful glaze using you know Marolo cherries and 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 um, fresh cherries, and then we got some. Um, pickled green peppercorns and put them on the top for decoration it's so festive and so so delicious as well so does it not feel a bit weird road testing christmas recipes and eating therefore christmas food outside the i'm not going to say allowed but you know that period during christmas where there's certain foods you only eat at christmas emily and i'm curious as to how it feels to be eating those in like the forbidden zone I don't understand the question, Paul. <laughs> There's okay. absolutely nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Are you not eating fruit mince pies in April? Like, uh... <laughs> yeah, Paul, get your shit together. Yeah, like, no, 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 no. Um, no, it, I know what you mean. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It feels completely decadent and indulgent, and like we get a special little treat leading up to Christmas. Um, but <laughs> I, I love it. I absolutely love it. The only thing I will say with that though is when we go to. Phone photograph it I will do everything to make that dish look Christmassy in terms of ingredients Mm -hmm. I will not get out a Christmas decoration that's where I draw the line so you won't see me rummaging through the shed through the Christmas boxes I will I will make the table look amazing but I I will not go and get a bauble or some tinsel some holly to put next to that ham you know I will just make it look festive with the gorgeous ingredients that we all know and come to love around that that festive period that is restraint I did not know you had. That's amazing. I don't know if we'd call that restraint or sheer laziness. <laughs> this image that you create of this beautiful shared Christmas where it is about all these dishes that just go for the whole family. I mean, you've even got a whole section of your website just for grazing table recipes. Is this because this was what Christmas was like when you were young or is this because Christmas didn't feel like this and you're trying to create this vibe? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, mm. it, it, no, it, Christmas for me was a very multicultural affair. My mum is Vietnamese um, and so and we were the first generation out here. So my dad is from Zimbabwe, my mum is Vietnamese and, it, you know, it was a very eclectic type of Christmas growing yeah. up, which we loved. We had spring rolls and marinated lemongrass pork chops with fish oh. sauce and all these kind of, you know, but we also had potato salad and um, and that retro carrot jelly salad. I don't know if you ever tried no. that back in the 80s. So it's, you know, and everyone was having it at the time. So it's jelly, orange jelly, carrot, uh, I can't even remember, and it would just be something that would appear and it's definitely from a Women's Weekly cookbook. <laughs> so we would have these my mom and so my mum you know would cook these Vietnamese style marinades for the barbecue but then try out all of these Australian recipes which she clearly got from a woman's weekly clipping or maybe a, a magazine article from the doctor surgery or maybe because she played tennis uh, when we were growing up so you know t- tennis clubs are the the breeding ground for amazing recipe sharing let's face it so <laughs> we had this kind of really cool mixture I think my particular style of grazing and bold communal eating comes from my own childhood of um, I, I moved out of home when I was quite young. I was 14 years old and I went to school. Wow. I worked at a charcoal chicken shop and I would offer to um, cook these meals for 
wherever I stayed, wherever I was boarding for cheaper rent. So, you know, uh, for 50 bucks, I'd get a mattress on the floor and I would be cooking for like 24 year old men, you know, and I was only 14 at the time. So I learned how to cook quite cheaply and, and, and feed a large crowd without much skill set, to be honest, without much skill set. And I feel like that style has then evolved into what you see now so a grazing table I mean yes it does take a little bit of experience maybe or just a bit of know-how how to make that look beautiful and make it a bit of an experience um, for your guests but essentially you're not cooking a damn thing you're just buying a heap of you're just dropping 300 bucks at the deli um <laughs> <laughs> You know, so like you're not there's not a whole lot of skill set set there, and I feel like that um, has kind of moved on to other dishes. So a glaze, I mean, you think about it, the ham is the feature, right? Beautiful Australian mm. pork, whatever you know, whatever you've got there, and then you spend fifteen minutes popping everything into a into a saucepan and making a beautiful glaze, and then there you go, there's your glaze, or you know, a big beautiful salad. Yeah, you might spend a couple of hours roasting a heap of potatoes, right? And I don't know about you, but I don't have a chef's oven. So if to do a massive potato salad, and I like roast potato for my potato salad, it's really amazing. Yum. I will just say that if you have not tried my dirty potato salad, that is what it's called, um, get on the website and try it. It's roast potato salad, chorizo, spring onion, and you wait for it all to cool, and then you mix it through mayonnaise with some rocket oh. lemon. Um, and and it's, a, it's a game changer. So everyone's like, who made the potato salad? Uh, it's one of those ones. You'll get, you will be legendary in your home. Um, but that takes a couple of hours because, you know, I can't do all of the potatoes at once. So I've got to, you know, change over and swap mm. over the trays and all that kind of stuff. That's your labor of love, cooking roast potatoes. Pretty simple, really. But then the rest is fairly easy. You're just throwing it together before you serve it. So it's sort of a mixture, right? Um, and I find that that's, that's how my cooking style has become the way it is uh, because I, I want to feed a crowd, but as simply as possible, but with the most delicious flavors that we can get. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, so it seems like you've obviously got the kind of cooking grounding in there, but you're also about, you know, dressing things up in a way that really impresses people, which is kind of appropriate because with Zoe Moss, your fashion label, um, you know, that's what you do with clothes and you're a fashion stylist. And so... That was a lovely segue, Paul. Thank you very much. <laughs> now, <laughs> I, did, I did not ask for this plug, but I'll take it. Well, the question is, do I leave the segue in and give myself props and then leave in the part where you leave compliment it all, me? Leave it all. It's all there. Look, it's just we're eating the whole animal at this point. But you're also a fashion stylist. So I wanted to ask... What is the official word on dressing up this Christmas, especially given that most of us haven't actually left the house in a while? Are you going... Tell us what to do, Emmy. Yes. Oh. What What do we wear to Christmas to impress people this season? Okay. I, look, this has not changed whether it was, you know, whether we've gone through a two-year pandemic or not, I will still say uh, floaty, beautiful dresses that you can fall asleep in after lunch and you can... <laughs> 
happily watch Love Actually on the TV with a full belly and kids screaming and you feel beautiful and comfortable. Um, and, and obviously we are in a summer, you know, season, so I always like to feel cool because you're racing around the kitchen, right? Mm. So I always find I do pick a, a lovely Christmas Day dress. I love something that is floaty um, and, you know, just it, it's just easy to wear. So maxi dresses for me are a really big thing or baby doll dresses. I love. Um, and then I, you know, I do my hair and makeup and put all that, that on, but I, I find it's like a party on top and, and, you know, sort of easy going on the bottom. How do you feel about my weird thing where I wear, I, Tegan doesn't like this, but I'll wear jeans and then I'll have a big meal and I go for an afternoon nap and I get into bed in my jeans, like belt, jeans. It feels jeans. dirty. It feels like the dirty denim in the bed. I don't know. It feels dirty. But it feels so, it's so illicit, right? Yeah, it just- it, it, yeah, that's that's one word for it. Um, <laughs> you need to. That's a good woman you've got on your hands <laughs> to allow this tradition to carry on. <laughs> oh, god. oh my god! All right, look, I, look that, that that's a difficult one. I'm going to say, but if, <laughs> if, if that's what you you're allowed, you're entitled to have the Christmas that you want, especially in the afternoon. Oh, whatever floats your boat, Paul. Well, look, before we let you go, we need to ask the big question, which is, of course, what is your Desert Island Christmas dish? The one dish you could not live without if you were, well, now that you are trapped on our Desert Island. Does the Desert Island have a deep fryer? Because I would say, I, for me, it has to be the spring rolls. I know that doesn't sound traditional Christmassy, and, you know, bear with me. We actually don't have spring rolls until the Boxing Day. But for me, it, like I said earlier on, it's about the tradition, right? So we yeah. get together yeah. and we roll around 200 spring rolls leading up to Christmas because you pop them in the freezer uh, uncooked. And um, and so for me, I love that because I know on Boxing Day, all we do is we have leftovers and then we have these spring rolls. And sometimes oh. we have so many leftovers, we don't even touch the spring rolls till New Year's Day. But for some reason, this spring roll kind of tradition is just so beautiful that I, I couldn't live without that. So what's in them? Yeah, and is this recipe on your website? Website. This one is in my cookbook. Um, Great. Confidence Perfect. in the kitchen. Yeah, this one's in the cookbook. So pork mince, um, grated carrot, finely chopped cabbage, onion, and um, vermicelli glass noodles all mixed up. You kind of cook it in a fry pan, bit of flavoring, and then you sit there and you have a chat with your family members and you roll them until you've got a heap of them and freeze them and then take them out when you're ready to fry them up. Because it sounds like family is a really crucial thing to Christmas and to you and to a lot of people. And I'm going to it- point out, Paul, it is, yeah, it's a pretty big thing to a lot of people. Yeah, I've, I've only, I'm starting to realise that apparently family's a bit of a thing at Christmas, but what I'm saying is it seems like the preparation of this dish is also part of the kind of communal family Christmas experience, right? A hundred percent. It's all about that. If You know, uh, even like the, the pavlova wreath, my sister does the pavlova wreath and she brings mm. it over here and then she decorates it while she's here. So she brings all the mangoes and everything. And there's that moment, you know, where sometimes she'll be decorating it and some of it will collapse a little bit and, you know, something will happen yeah. or, you know, the kids were on pass and knock over the cream or whatever that is part of it and it's so much fun and you know if that's one thing you want to take away from this chat is that the cream will spill the pavlova will collapse you know that the ham might not turn out quite right it might be a little bit overcooked it doesn't matter um you're surrounded by loved ones you're going to eat all the food and it's going to taste so beautiful because you're together and it's part of a special day look that is just the best advice i think that anybody can take into christmas 
Amy Lou, thank you so much for joining us today. I just think that that is one of the most good advice-loaded episodes that we're going to churn out. And Paul, I'm going to get you a beautiful floaty dress and you can sleep in if you want, but no more denim in the bed, all right? God damn it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get him a set of denim sheets and say, okay, let's see you really commit to this theory. It feels like this horrible JT Britney throwback moment. I hate it. Magic noodle hair poking out above the sheets. Oh, Amy, Merry Christmas, and thank you so much for joining us today. You're so welcome. Merry Christmas, guys. You know, I agree with almost everything Amy Lou said, and when I say almost, I mean I still stand firm that bedtime jeans are a nighttime treat. <laughs> nighttime pants is by far the most upsetting thing to come out of Dish Island so far, Paul, and I want to congratulate you for that. I want to congratulate you for, for shoehorning that into our... Beautiful, sacred, <laughs> sacred Christmas series. Yeah, look, I was trying to outdo Luke McGregor's dreadful nutrient paste, and I think now I've officially come up with our first idea for merch. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that episode, and I hope you all do find a way to have a beautiful Christmas, but a very calm Christmas as well. Go buy your flowy dress, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning for another episode of the 12 Days of Dishmas. Don't forget to wear your nighttime pants. Stop it! I won't. <laughs> 